Welcome to Paid in Puke, a podcast where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. On today's episode of Paid in Puke, we're talking about Rada Blank's 2020 film, The 40-Year-Old Version. (laughs) It's so hard to say that correctly. Which she also wrote, produced and start in. And it's loosely based on her own life. It follows Rada, a playwright and teacher who turns to rapping when she finds herself in a creative rut as she approaches her 40th birthday. Any more thought on what kind of play we want to write? Remember, if you put in nothing, it'll be nothing. Like your career? Remember this face? She was one of Spotlight Magazine's 30 under 30 playwrights to watch. We watched, but where'd she go? How are you? Archie tells me you're teaching. How's somebody who ain't had no real hit gonna tell me how to write a play? She ain't no Tyler Perry. I did win a 30 under 30 award. Yes, it was quite a couple of years ago. What do I gotta do? Write a slave musical, an all-white play? This some bullshit. It rang a little inauthentic. I asked myself, did a black person really write this? This some fucking bullshit, bullshit. Think about me doing hip-hop. Doing what to it? I want to make a mixtape about the 40-year-old woman's point of view. Why my skin so dry? Why am I yawning right now? Why them AARP niggas sending shit to my house? This is 40. Hey, yo, ma, what you need? <clears throat> Beats, tracks. For what? For me. Yo, here's a little story about a girl who's black. Let's add some asthma attacks from all the courtyard crack. Yo, no happy blacks in the plot lines, please. But a crane shot a big mama crying on her knees. Yo, yo, Rodimus Prime, 40 year old version. Go, Rodimus. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> this is about creating something that is mine. You're not just talking about shit. You're making shit. Shit. I got you. You don't think I'm some crazy old girl for doing this? I mean, I ain't say all that. 40-year-old version. White man with a black woman's butt. How you carry all that back there? What the fuck? Yes, what the fuck? This was a Christina recommendation. I hadn't really heard that much about it. I really liked it. I loved it. It just was such a good, honest movie about getting to a certain point in your life. I loved how she found a way to be true to herself and touched on a lot of things about like how hard it is as a black playwright in trying to be successful in Broadway or these traditionally white spaces. I thought it was really good. That was such a great just, like, ongoing joke about all the <laughs> like, 
plays. The musicals based on so and so. I still need a writer for my Harriet Tubman musical. All female, twelve angry men. Right. Right. Uh, I love. All, she did great with the all male steel magnolias. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's like everybody's. They're trying to right. do woke versions of everything. Yeah. And yeah. It's kind of forced. Yeah, just everything with that one producer yeah. wanted to do. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every every idea he had, or every everything idea he was, was working so on. I'm not afraid of controversy. Or all-female production of 12 Angry Men, my idea. But a live cow on stage. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I thought it was interesting. Oh, God. I think, like, what everybody really needs from people is for other people to have benefit of the doubt to, like, give people a chance. She's trying to make it with her own voice in Broadway, and there's that part of the story, and then she goes to Dee, the young rapper. He sees something in her, whereas a lot of people are like, what's this old lady doing trying to rap? You don't think I'm some crazy old boy for doing this? I mean, I say all that, but what you doing? It's interesting. Thanks, Dee. Finding people that let you be your authentic self. Encouraging the artistic growth, but also it really highlights like how much adversity there is in these spaces. It's so hard to be an artist. Right. It feels like white people are in charge behind the scenes. And when they want to show black people's stories, they want it to be specifically about them struggling or being slaves. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. like Poverty getting part. Exactly. I just wish you hadn't shied away from darkness. I, I, I mean, if you're going to call it hard, Harlem Ave. You gotta give me Harlem Ave. I should write in a teen mother shooting up in an alley. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. No, you're missing my point. I'm talking about gentrification. Mm. A black Harlem shifting under a white hipster land grab. Mm. But your play never goes there. I ask myself, did a black person really write this? Wait, so why can't we have all the stories? Like, white people get all the stories. There's movies about white people just making dinner or whatever, you yeah. know? And... God, for real. <laughs> right. And how they're like, we'll let you tell the story, but it's conditional. Right. You have to put a white person in the story, or you have to do it this way. We need to know just who's gentrifying. Mm, I don't know. See, my play is about this. I know story. what your play's about. And I also know we need to grab the core audience. And to do that, you have to write them in the play. And there has to be a tragedy, and there yeah. has to be a struggle. And Physical struggle, too, not just, like, a mental... Like, it has to be... It has to be on their terms. They're like, it has mm -hmm. to be right. upsetting, and we have to be able to do our white person audience Yeah, yeah. Right. like, center it, center it back to white people. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. entertain them. It's disgusting. Yo, it's poverty porn. You regular blacks are just such a yawn. Yo, if I want to get on, better write me some poverty porn. There's a lot about age, and mm -hmm. there's a lot about artistic compromise, and kind of both Rada and Dee are doing a bit of artistic compromise to make ends meet. Like, he's making beats for people, and the reason he's so drawn to her is it, I get the impression that he's running these beats and making these mixtapes for people that are just totally uninspired, and you see a little bit of that of people just rapping about nonsense. I want respect. I want my check. All eyes on deck. I want my shit. Don't start no shit. Give me my shit. But then he sees someone actually talking about something 
real and that's what he's drawn yeah. to. Niggas wanna laugh, laugh, we clap, clap with black axe. Niggas wanna switch shit, we get lit with six clips. Niggas wanna slide by like drive-bys. We got clockwork orange needles for eyes, guys. I rap them hoes, take them blows, shake up the rear boys and... Oh nigga, what the fuck, man? Hello? Yeah, my fault, son. You wanna run that back? Nigga, where you at? You still shipping over that old broad? Nigga, fuck you. She not old. Shit, nigga, she ain't young. Nigga, at least she gave me some storytelling. Like, what the fuck are you even saying in there? You even know? Yo, half of y'all niggas, y'all just be coming in here stringing words together like you doing something. Nigga, I make the beats, but goddamn, son. Like, sometimes you need some storytelling. Like, what are you even talking about? Not only is she a black woman, but she's also a middle-aged woman, and she won an award for being 30 under 30. Part of it, you know, with 30 under 30 up-and-coming artists, but then once you get over 40, or, what, you know, once you get over an age, there's never, never a list that's, like, the 40 right. or 40. Yeah. <laughs> You're not worth anything if you haven't become famous by then, even though clearly she's got a lot to say and still a lot in her artistically. And then the whole contrast with her mom. There's so much about age yeah. and artistic. The idea that society only values young artists, but artists are artists for life. Mm -hmm. And we really need to <laughs> keep yeah. following artists and keep giving spaces for older artists. Right. Like, it's a time limit. Like, if you haven't made it by a certain age, why are we listening to you? Right. You know? Yeah. It also made me think a lot about what success means. She has this idea of where she should be by this certain point in her life, or she doesn't want to be like her mom. And this is just my experience of, like, my parents or my mom telling me, like, you can be anything you want or, you know, follow your dreams. And it's like, okay, well, I need to live and I need to eat. It's such a lie that mm -hmm. I feel like parents shouldn't totally lean on like follow your dreams right. you know? and especially when your parents uh, rarely did that they're like we didn't follow our dreams but you should <laughs> exactly and have gotten to a point where i feel like i must survive it you know like i i made it through you know i'm able to take care of myself that's success you know and yeah. like she gets this chance to be on broadway but it's not on her terms at all is that a success? You know, right. like it wasn't a success for her. And maybe success is like being able to live the way that you want to live and not what society thinks success is. I, I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Different measures of success, personal <laughs> and societal. Right. Having a successful play like that with so many compromises is only going to lead to more of that. Like she's yeah. never going to be able to be herself in that environment. And it's really nice that she has that moment with her agent slash BFF. Mm -hmm. They were both like, yeah, this isn't a good fit anymore. Yeah. Because I only know how to do this. And this isn't what you want. You did good. I'm proud of you. I You're quit. fired. I love you, Archie. I love you, too. Okay, I gotta go. What? I gotta handle some business. You know. Business. Uh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Get it. Get it. I love their <laughs> friendship. Yeah. Like, it, it's so clear that he loves her and wants her to succeed, and they want different things, and she kind of doubts his friendship, but she feels like he's letting her down, but he comes to her rap 
performance. He's <laughs> there when she is struggling after her yo-yo-yo. God, that was <laughs> so painful. Where she gets too high backstage. <laughs> oh, <I know>. um, <laughs> Don't take that second puff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm good. Thank you. You said you want to keep flowing, right? Yeah, it's a little off, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Colorado move. Yeah, flowing. Mm. Is that Colorado lips? I really like the story of their friendship. He's like, you protected me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't get my ass kicked. For being mm -hmm. gay because you were there and like, right. I'll never forget that. Was my dad thrilled that my prom date was black? No. But thank God you were a girl. You played along and saved my sissy ass from getting beat and I will always love you for that. But we are grown and I am out and proud and very Korean. And I don't owe you anything except friendship and honesty. Yes, you are fucking talented, yes. Your mom is dead, but you are not above being a sellout. I really liked their friendship story a lot. I just loved it so much. She's that generation of like growing up in the 80s and 90s. I know this generation, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm white. I don't know all growing up black in New York, but I just felt like I totally know this time period and where you grew up. I definitely also relate to the being a middle-aged struggling artist thing too, you know? <laughs> I'm not struggling in quite the same way because I'm fortunate enough to be married into a good situation, but I really like the her perspective is different, you know, yeah. I love her This Is 40 rap. Yes, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yo, where my period at? Oh shit, there it go. Right next to belly bloating in this spotty flow. Yo, where my damn house keys? Why my lower legs hurt? Saw Attica lock legs like Attica word. Yo, why my ass always horny? Why I always gotta pee? Why the young boy on the bus off in his seat to me? Why my skin so dry? Why am I yawning right now? Why them AARP niggas sending shit to my house? Why my ass so impatient? But I like them young bucks but 10 o'clock roll around and I'm too tired to fuck. Why my knees be writing checks that my back can't cash? Why I think I'm going fart? But my ass got other plans. Why most hip hop got me feeling so much older, yo. When the fuck this loud ass song gonna be over? Yeah, I tried to dance hard, but my knees straight caught me. Cause yo, this is 40 niggas. This is 40. And I just love seeing those stories. And it seems like we're only now yeah. starting to see stories about middle-aged women. Whatever they had them before, they were just... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't even think of any examples. But other mm. than like First Wives Club and stuff like that. Oh, right. But um, yeah, the like, real middle-aged women experiences. Right a new thing to screen and I just Although, it does <laughs> well it, it was <laughs> funny that like Golden Girls was such a popular show when we were young yeah. that there's always this mentality that stuff that's women driven or with older women won't sell no one will watch it and it's like wasn't that like one of the most popular shows ever that uh -huh, people still yeah. reference to this day you know yeah like I feel like we remember them as being really old but they probably weren't I think they're probably they like, like in their 50s or something. Yeah. In real life, they were like in their 50s. And I think yeah. they were maybe playing aged up a little bit, which right. is also so but not funny. That, I mean, I know there was an episode where one of them 
Blanche was like the youngest on the show. And I remember there was an episode where she went through menopause. So she must have been playing like she was early 50s. She went through menopause. I watched an episode recently and they age checked Rose as 55 in the episode. And I'm like, 55? (laughs) 55 does not look like that (laughs) anymore. I really feel like they used to count differently or something. When everyone started turning 40, it was like, I feel like when we were kids, 40 was so old. 40 was so old. I remember all the 40. Party favors, you know, like coffins <laughs> uh, and black down. balloons and right, like, like a hair dye, jelly beans that are erection pills and stuff. Right, like, 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 like shoe <laughs> polish hair dye because yeah. everyone's all gray. Forty is like barely anything. <laughs> 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 it's not in some ways, it is. I mean, I definitely love her. Like talking about my favorite line, the, the rap. Why my knees be writing checks that my back can't cash. <laughs> <laughs> really there but then also just persevering on the artistry because society is telling her and everyone's telling her if you don't have a young voice we don't want to hear from you mm-hmm. i really love that i don't really have like real hot probs shut up hot probs is on oh shit yeah this is kind of a societal hot prob for me is her conversation with her brother where he says their mom's greatest creation was the kids he's like we were her greatest creation she was a lot more than just these paintings No, but she came to New York to become a famous artist. What does she have to even show for it? Us, you dummy. She said that we were our greatest creation. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) And that was her real brother. Later brother, yeah. But not that, like, having kids isn't whatever. I mean, it's... Right. (laughs) I love my kids and everything, but I, you know, I don't want to just be a mom and have that be my only legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to be defined that way. It's a big thing that I did, but it's not the only thing that I am. Yeah. Yeah. And to say that as if it's a comfort, too. Right. (laughs) It's okay. You were the best thing she ever did. She was useless other than her uterus. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a comfort. And then another little hot prop I have is that I don't understand how they know who won the Queen of the Ring. But I need y'all to give it up for the lady! Yeah, yeah, well, we gonna get right into it. Representing Murderville, Mount Vernon. Give it up for Shooty the Rapper! Representing Representing Queens, give it up for Misunderstood. Representing the BX, the Bronx, give it up for Norma Bay. Ladies, y'all already know what it is. If it's a rap battle, that is there is... a winner? I love that scene too, though. I just fucking love rap battles. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the Queen of the Ring is Thing. a real thing, yeah. and the woman Norma Bates, the okay, okay, oh fucking K, like that, <laughs> she's famous. I think they were all just plucked from that scene. I thought that was awesome. You wasn't with us shooting in the gym. So to get fit is cheap. Planet Fitness. Judging by your face, you will need a kneecap. And I'm going to call the E-Man to come and get this she-man. Because she GMO like watermelons without the seeds, man. Okay. Okay. She'll get the reminder where I'm from. You seem smarter than you look. Now she that dumb. You couldn't fuck with me in a threesome. Body bag will be this outcome. Bruce Lee Royal gang show enough. How we kick it, head crack. 
the brains spilling out is not enough y'all gonna have to dig up out the dirt to see the diamond in the rough it's awesome i just really want to know how you know who won i want to hear the winner declared if it's oh my really God, is that hail Oh, this is definitely so making it saying he's not going to take the kids on a bike ride. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. It was so nice out like half an hour ago. Same this yesterday. Crazy. And then my other small hot prop is that that pound cake song is not a song that you can hear on Spotify because I won't be able to that. That was awesome. funny. I wrote down a hot prob, but I don't really remember what happened, though. <laughs> so I just wrote, hot prob, Archie was sexually harassed, then I put question mark, and she is not being cool. That's her agent BFF, right. and he had to blow that guy. Oh, yeah, he jiggled okay. jiggled his balls a little bit. Yeah. All right. Or, or no, like, there's a clip of, like, something. old man balls. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right, okay. He, had, he did a sexual favor to get her play. All right. I kind of remember that, and what I wrote was that she was not being cool about that. Yeah. You acted like Whitman was our only shot, like I wasn't going to have another chance. Oh, don't you dare accuse me of not believing in you, okay? Do you have any idea what I... What? Jiggled his balls a little, yes. Anything for a friend. Oh. Well, let's give it up for patron St. Archie. Jiggling old wrinkly balls on behalf of the poor. Please, Archie, you ain't do that shit for me. What? You did it for yourself. Now, tell me why the fuck am I still your client? We all know you keep me around because it makes you feel better. About? About paying $5,000 a month for rent. I mean, that's a pretty big favor, right? <laughs> like, that guy was gross. <laughs> hey, I don't think of that as a favor. You know, if it was a woman gave a man a blowjob, for something that's not a favor to me mm. that's harassment right i right. mean i don't think he was otherwise into him no like, you he know. clearly was not yeah. i don't think she would necessarily want him to do that for her she like, didn't ask Whoa. him to he said right. after the fact yeah. she was like why is he suddenly because she tries to choke him at the <laughs> right. party and then seemed like it was a done deal oh. then she gets the call and it's because he did a sexual favor. So you didn't ask him to, but she could be a little bit more yeah, that's grateful, true. I guess, or something, or be cooler about it. Or you check in with him, like, right, you don't need to, and are you yeah. okay, like, yeah, are you, totally. you know. Uh, but yeah, not a lot of hot props at all. Pretty solid. Next call. Because it was black and white movie, it kind of like reminded me of Spike Lee, like she's got to have yeah. it. And it's about this woman in her 20s and all these <laughs> men are after her. And the 40-year-old version is like totally different story <laughs> like about a 40-year-old woman who is having trouble with people mm -hmm. noticing her right. or like recognizing her. And then apparently yeah. Rada Blank works on the TV version of She's oh. Gotta Have It, she writes for that. So I thought that was interesting. I haven't seen it, but... Yeah, I haven't um, seen it either. Yeah, she did cite that movie as a big influence, and also Martin Scorsese and huh. Schmoody Schmallen, she said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, That's hilarious. That's yeah. so and hard. Cassavetes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, too, because these prestige directors in mm. New York City. Yeah. New York stories, and then also the Judd Apatow connection. Right. Oh, there is? Well, just, the, just title. the title. Like, the title oh, being right, a right. play on that. I really like that. Because those movies are such sausage fests, usually. Right. So it's nice to have sort of the opposite of that, but it's still evoking the, the yeah. idea. 
the lovable loser, I guess, right? There's a lot of that in there. Right. Yeah. And the lovable loser kind of gets someone that's out of their league, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm always stoked when a female auteur is like, I'm going to cast this hot piece. Right. Just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Do that as much as possible. <laughs> I love the meta-ness of the movie in general. I love the new characters. You do. Yes. Sassy old black woman doling out unwanted advice. I love her. The uh, the teens are fine. You just need to spice them up with a little rap number. Hmm. This is a movie that did really well at Sundance, and obviously there's a lot of white people at Sundance. She made a movie that white audiences went gaga for on her own terms, but it's about not being able to make movies on your own terms. So I think that's what I don't know. That yeah. Was cool. yeah, the New York theater world. I mean, it's so white and white-centered and seeing how she's trying to rationalize some of the choices that she made and the changes. Can give her <laughs> And he's writing the check, so you know how that goes. Yeah. So you fine with all the changes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Stacy, writing is rewriting, and I just decided with this draft to hone in on a more uh, universal tone, you know? Harlem. For all its color and splendor and beauty, still has a way to go, you know? Like, what's a girl gotta do to get some soy milk around here? Why is my character speaking like this? I'm wondering about the language. Ah, the vernacular, the verbiage. Um, well, uh, why don't we ask her playwright? Okay, uh, well, she's from the old school. She's 35. I know. I know that. I guess what I mean is that she is rooted in like a, a deep southern mystical charm, you know? Not quite. I'm wondering why she's the only character talking like that. Jamie doesn't talk like that. Marcus doesn't talk like that. Okay. The fact that the wife speaks one way and Jamie speaks another is because um, I'm like, no, 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 no. Race in this moment is completely irrelevant. Okay. okay. Look, I, I know why the wife speaks this way. I just uh, can't quite articulate that, but I need for you to keep talking that way so I can learn what it is and then give that to you so that you can then give that to us. Okay. You can tell she hates herself for right. like, trying to talk out a rationalization. Like she can't yeah. just say because white people want to see black people talk like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what yeah. makes white and people then, comfortable. Like, and, there's yeah. the white lady director who's <laughs> just like, like yeah, it's so perfect. Yeah. To see her, she's like, this isn't just soy milk. It's about. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is not soy milk. What's in this carton is what each of the characters need from each other. It's, it's love, it's fresh air, it's fresh produce, it's rent-controlled apartments, it's block parties, it's, it's old black women sitting on the stoop. As they open their arms to welcome the fresh blood into the veins of Harlem.
And you see the black actors are so eye-rolly about and it's like, yes, this is fucking embarrassing. But at the same time, they're yeah. like, we have to work and we got this job mm-hmm. and it's like, going to be a stepping stone. Like all the compromises that people of color have to make in right, the artistic yeah. world, so much more than white artists. It's a community of actors and people who work in the theater and the lead, the black actress who's like, so you're okay with all the changes? She can't say no, because that will like undermine any confidence that anybody has in this production. But you can really tell she's like labored as she's explaining. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really okay with the changes. I haven't seen a lot of that in other movies. The white ladies that were like, Michael and I are investing in a multiracial revival of faces. Times. I know, and now integrated. Oh. Which is like an all-black. <laughs> right. yeah. like, Who needs and that? And then the woman's like, fences, timeless. And she's like, I know, and now it's integrated. Oh my god, this is so <laughs> yeah, fucking it's so awful. so painful, so much of that. Yeah, but it's like so real. Oh yeah. And you, yeah. Just don't, you just don't see it presented on screen. But you will see movies of white filmmakers who have to make compromises. But they're silly, right? Like they're like, oh, we have to have, so I don't know, like a beefcake and a scene or something like we have to do mm-hmm. these types of change they're never like morally compromising they're right. always just artistically compromising and how people of color have to make compromises that feel like betrayals to themselves and the difference there and how it's played off as just artistic compromise when it's actually rooted in racism right it's really really refreshing to see all of this right. laid out like that yeah. She didn't win a 30 under 30 award, but she entered into this Emerging Writers Group program. And she wrote 12 plays in the program, and then after the program was over, no one would produce the plays. <laughs> they have this program for people of color, and they're like, here, write plays. We're going to act like we care, but we're not going to actually produce any of these at the end of it. So she did struggle for many years. But I do love that she gets to have her moment on stage at the yeah. end. Every playwright hopes... They don't write a piece of shit like this play. I got really afraid, scared of the choices and the bullshit I made, thinking I wouldn't get paid. But I'm Carol's daughter, so that shit don't stain. But guess what? I made a different choice. Because it's time to FYOV find your own voice. 40 year old version, indubitably. FYOV. Holding back from who you should be. FYOV. Fund your own vision. Fill your own void. Fuck you, old vultures. 40 year old version. That's who I be. I'm out. I love that. She's like, this sucked. (laughs) Yeah, that was so great. I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Moby Dick, if you know what I mean. I didn't write enough context for some of my passages. I know. um, (laughs) I can't even read something that I wrote. I love the homeless guy. Okay. (laughs) At the end, he says... So this is the part where I tell you I was an artist who fallen from grace, right? Now I impart some wisdom to you that changes your outlook. Because you gave me a fucking sandwich? Like I'm some fucking magical Negro just sitting here with shit in my pants so I can help you make up your mind? Nope, I ain't that nigga. And maybe next time, if it don't kill you, could you put some mayonnaise 
on both sides of this dry ass bread. I'm trying to cut my throat the slow way. There's just so many little moments that are like call out stereotypes of oh, black people right. in movies and how he's like always commenting on her. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll finally get a nigga to go home with you tonight, huh? Eh? It's been a long time since you had somebody up there. And by up there, I mean up, in, yep. there. You know? Got it. <laughs> Thanks. I know, I don't have context. I assume the context was someone said something was political in her responses, and that's political because... That's all I wrote with, and that's political <laughs> yeah. because... Nah, nah, nah. We should do some racial-type political shit where a black man fucked his white girl and died. <laughs> and that's political because... Because a white vagina is a plot to destroy a black family. Shit, my mom would kill me if I even touch one, you feel me? You said you're so dead, bro. Mm. <laughs> okay. I guess I liked that. <laughs> I liked that they introduced her as a much older female MC. It was like right. the yo-yo incident. I can't take any credit for this next act. No, this is all Dee's discovery, y'all. Give it up for a much older female MC right in this I wrote, you ain't no Tyler Perry, but I've never no, said that. I wrote that too. <laughs> how somebody who ain't had no real hit gonna tell me how to write a fucking play? She ain't no Tyler Perry. I actually appreciate that. I she ain't no students. Tyler Perry. Yeah, the students were very funny. Uh, yeah, I really liked that. And the, the when all his ideas were about like sperm. And <laughs> oh yeah, I love the teenage boys. They just have sex. That. Like, yeah. And they just want to write about sex. Sperm. You gotta go through all these different portals and shit. Like like parts of the vagina, the chocho. But at each portal, we gotta fight mad assault ninjas like a crab ninja. Cause you know a bitch had crabs once. Anyway, so right after all these trials, he finally gets the vaginal, the queen of the vaginal eggs. The queen, she on fire and shit. But on spermy, he got a seducer and shit so he could come to be. <laughs> you, you get it? <laughs> so that's the title. I love her student, Rosa, who really loves the teacher and like she's saying, don't listen to them. You're amazing or whatever. Because she has the other student, I think her name's Elaine, and she's kind of dissing her career and stuff and then they get in a fight. Yeah, Rose has a little bit of a crush on Yeah. <laughs> and then producing her because white people scared of the truth. Right, Miss B? Rosa, thank you, but it's not about me. Right, Rosa? Stop kissing her ass. You ain't going down on her. Fuck you. I could dream. Rosa and Elaine get into like a real fight and then the school security guy pulls them away and as she's being pulled away, Rosa's like, fuck time out New York. Fuck time out New York. Two five stars, black Shakespeare, mom. Like Rodimus Prime, you rise again to slay all these Decepticons out here. It's like, it's like time out New York and giving her a bad review or something and she's like defending her. She's really supportive. Yeah, I liked that. I also wrote down Decepticon. <laughs> She also describes her as She's like Queen Latifah and Judge Judy but like rolled into one, yo. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> okay. also really cute. I like when she's talking to another producer, but a black producer. I think he's the one who, he had the best play of 2003 or something, Black Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> black Divorce is a really funny title. There's just yeah. a lot of really funny titles. Yeah, the little titles. In here. I liked how there was the little callback when she said, I don't remember who said what. She's like, I came to Harlem for this. And then later he's like, I came to Brooklyn for this. Like they're both mad at the other one. <laughs> I like yeah, we that. did travel. <laughs> right. And I wrote down, even my dreams need rewrites. You know, they say that 
after your mother dies, you see her in a dream, but a year passes and nothing. Oh shit. Even my dreams need rewrites. I love the little clips of like the neighborhood. Yeah. People. Oh, right. Like, yes. Commentary, and there's like an old woman with a visor, and she's yeah. like, We sisters finally got a Michelle Obama out here. You want to go do this re-damn-diculousness? Get that? Harriet Tubman just shot herself in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. There was a line where Archie was on the phone with his boyfriend. I can't. I'm leaving Rada. She's still very fragile. Very Miss Sophia after jail, you know? I saw the color purple so many times when I Oh, oh yeah. I meant to look that That's up what that was. That's the Oprah Winfrey character. Uh, yeah. Oh, Miss Sophia. So good to have you home. I don't know y'all no more. Oh, yes, you do. No, I know. Somebody that grew up in the 80s. <laughs> I liked Dee's rap about his mom. I liked that. I mean, they both do verses about, yeah, the mom and may I seen. Yeah. That was, that was really, really sweet. sweet. Yeah. May I tell you how much I love you? And now we give all of these Beats equipment up just for one more chance to hug you. Mm. Uh, mama may I, mama may I tell you how much I miss you. Mm. They preach all this masculinity shit, but if you was here, I'd kiss you. Wow. Tell you despite it all, I still love you. Show me gratitude by the handful. I know you're not here, I can still say that I'm thankful. Mm. Mama may I? Mm. Mama, mama may I? Mama may I? Mama, 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 mama may I? Mama may I say I wonder sometimes, like, are you the person feeding these rhymes? And if I'm not creating art, am I committing a crime? Mama may I? For some time, I just be missing you, like wishing you were here instead of out there somewhere. Mama, may I? Mama, 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 may I? May I? May I? Definitely got a little, little choked up. Oh, <laughs> I love that he talks about like. Men aren't supposed to have emotions. He loves his mom and misses his mom. And that was another line where Rod is like, don't you get tired of adding to the dead mom club? And like, oh yeah, that seems like such a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like her line, that's a young tongue down there. <laughs> mm, that's, a, yeah, that's a young tongue there. Okay, for you. Oh my god. Oh shit. E F G H I. That was like very happy for her in that moment. At one point she's eating champies as a breakfast cereal. I think that's a funny fake breakfast cereal. And I like when she asks that black producer who's doing a whole thing about channeling the ancestors about whether or not to produce her play. 
And she says, can we try my ancestors this time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like... Oh. She's like, the ancestors don't want me to pay my rent. And now they're reminding me that what we create here is imbued with a spirit of cause, not commerce. The ancestors said that? They don't want my rent paid? <clears throat> can we try my ancestors this time? So I, I have an Aunt Karen and I know she... She's just so beholden to all these like assholes who have her future in their hands basically and they're wielding their power over her. That's just such an art world thing. Anytime anyone has someone else's fate in their hands regarding whether or not they're going to produce something or do something for them, they're always like such dicks about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the art world seems like it's really heavily dependent on these wealthy patrons that like want to invest in your work and. But like, like they're like puppeteers also. They're mm -hmm. like, I'll do right. it, but I but you must amuse me. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's gross, and it's I don't know. Maybe it's because they can't produce it themselves. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like especially yeah. that old guy. Like oh, like he just. Has never had a career. I hate, like, how did he get to where he is? I don't yeah. like that at all. It's that gross. guy. Yeah. One ball fondle after another. Right. <laughs> I do love when she first walks into Dee's apartment, and he's, like, busy, and she sits down on the couch, and the room is so filled with smoke. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think she basically just gets off contact by and falls right. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she, she's, like, she comes back and was, like, where were you, and why would you let a woman wait for the train by yourself oh, yeah. at 2 a.m. and he's like... It was like 2.10. You went to the corner bodega and got some Funyuns. Went down to the station. Your train came in like 10 minutes. And she realizes like, oh, you know, like he was looking out he for was her. With her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's sweet. Yeah, I really <laughs> liked him. What else does a suicide need, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me. This is like a fun pack. Okay. I thought it was fun. But it's with Norma Bates, and she says she doesn't have fans. She calls them P-Tims. It's people that take interest in me. <laughs> and I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, like that. I like that. So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. Our lunchtime poll, I tried to get... Yelled right raps. <laughs> I was like, no one was if you want to hear, my name is Amy and I'm here to say. <laughs> oh yeah. no, I was thinking that too. Come bust a move where the games are played. It's chill, it's fresh, it's Noah's Arcade. Was there something that's like, I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles? Yes, in a, in a major, major way. way. Who are you? I'm the master rapper and I'm here to say. I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. He loves Fruity Pebbles in a major way. The bedrock yellow, orange, purple, lime, and red. But to get the fruity taste, I got a trick friend. <laughs> Fruity Rudy. To get the fruity taste, he's got a trick friend. Fruity Pebbles in a major way. Was there a real song ever that was like, I'm here to say? Like, I is that? Know. I'll have to research that. Melly and I'm here to say, I was born on the 15th day of May. And I'm Mr. Ness and I love myself and my date of birth is November the 12th. I want to tell you that my name is Raheem. My date of birth is February 13th. I'm King Creole and I'm on the scene. I was born on February 19th. I'm Cowboy and you must remember, I was born on the 20th of September. Well, anyway, so the compromise we came up with was we're gonna do hip hop names. 
<laughs> so it's going to be a sweetie but shorty. My first mm-hmm. option was, I was going to say sweetie shorty. Sweetie, but that's then, good. That. But then I was like, it's too much like biggie shorty. And since I have such terrible feelings about Louis C.K. now, I can't even, oh. I can't go there. It reminds me of Booty Tang. So, yeah. I got two options. Oh, here's another <laughs> failed option. It's just a good chance to plug the X-rated podcast because I love them so much. And they recently did notes on a scandal and they coined the phrase dench trench. Oh, my God. Going oh. into the dench trench, that's... journey into the dench trench. It's making me laugh <laughs> so hard. That's so amazing. I thought that's a good rap name, but it's also what I'm going to call my vagina from now on. So, <laughs> I don't know. But my real two ones, I got flow, rinse, pew. Of oh, course! The pew in Flow Rinse Pew would be spelled P-E-W. Oh, oh I like that. <laughs> yeah, the spelling is very important. It is. I do always like when people put like non-letters and things, like Kesha. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when I was in high school, I played around a little bit with doing an anarchy symbol for the A. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> It looked cool, I thought. <laughs> or boobsy snack. <laughs> those are those are my different two that I like. I sort of have two, but one's the name and then the other one is like the title, like my 40-year-old virgin. I didn't really do the work because I already have used this name as my fantasy football team name, but... It's Home Alone. Yes. That's so great. <laughs> right. right. I mean, because I am going to change my name legally. So my last name's going to be Malone. And then, you know, my son's favorite movie is Home Alone 2. So, <laughs> so that's the name is Home Alone. But then I was like, I also want like a title. And I was like, I want something that's like sexy, but literary, but modern, right? So I feel like my movie title is the story of OMG. <laughs> oh, I love that. I really like that. That's great. Love it. Oh my god, Home Alone is so funny. Oh my god, I love that. I I also really love that Lizzo line and Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. That is really good. Okay, so I went through a couple iterations. Some people have nicknamed me Extina in the past. Like, so I I kind of wanted to keep the Extina in there. So I was kind of like riffing like maybe like I liked Extina Darling kind of like a yeah. <laughs> Joan Crawford yeah, thing yeah yeah oh, right. and then I was thinking like X Tina but X T N A but then that's kind of like too much like when Madonna did M D N A and so I'm like oh, oh I don't even remember that, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of her albums so I landed on my sister's kids call me Aunt Chris so I was thinking like Maybe I could do something with the Chris, like the X, like Aunt Chris X. It, but it would be <laughs> Aunt, like A-N-T, and like, mm-hmm. like the insect. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dorky right now. <laughs> but that's who I am. So it would be A-N-T-X-S or something. Would we say excess, like? Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh, we say it, Chris. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is it. Aunt Chris, and then there's a little ant. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take a picture of that? This is what I landed on. I love it. I love it. I do like Xtina Darling, too. I like Xtina Darling, yeah. I have Xtina Bizarre, and I liked the word bizarre. There's already a rapper bizarre from D12. 
I don't want to copy this again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so hard. You have to Google everything now. I know. It was so hard to come up with a name for this podcast, remember? Oh my like, gosh, we had so many ideas. <laughs> yeah. I know. How oh, very. Greetings and salutations. I thought we should do Texas because they are having a rough time right now. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. And we've yeah. had quite a few downloads from Texas. Oh. So sorry you're going through all that dumb shit, Texas. God, I know. I feel like someone wants Texans to die. It's like... <laughs> yeah, their governor is like actively yeah. wants them. Does he just want to kill all the citizens? Like opening up? Maybe. Up? Like, I don't Maybe. Like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Ugh, so I hope you guys are okay. <laughs> yeah. So who knows people in Texas? Anyone? My friend I grew up with, Karen, lives in Austin. She oh. lives. Oh, wow. She she listens to a lot of episodes too. So. Oh, nice! Shout out oh, to cool. Karen. Karen. That's cool. I have an ex from Texas, but I, um, one he, of your exes lives in Texas. Well, he's from <laughs> Texas, so but he does. As far as I know, he does not live there. That's my ex that I met on the internet in 1996, oh, and he lived in Texas and moved here. That kind of gets I, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of references. Well, it's just that is yeah. like so, I mean, he he's not someone I ever think about in any way, but. Uh, uh, Right, it's yeah. just, especially now that I am, like, internet dating, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, I do have experience, sort of, because yeah. I met someone on the internet in 1996, but as far as I know, he still lives here. I was thinking that's so cool that you but... met somebody on the, like, such, in, like, the I'm Stone Age a, internet. I'm, I'm so not an early adopter. Back then, where, like, how do you know? Yeah, it, like, like, we mailed each other pictures. Like, that's, you wow. know. And also, I feel like that's people used to call it the internet, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, you would ask people, are you on the internet? And a lot of people would say no, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. it would, I how, don't have email. What a big <laughs> yeah. change it has been in, like, like, not really that long a time. I mean, anybody younger than us really doesn't remember a time pre-internet, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's... That you is know. crazy. Yeah. I love Austin. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. my God. I yeah. want to go back there pretty badly. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, I've only been there once, but... Uh, oh, it's it's cool. We're hoping to go for the eclipse. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be great. there was one in 20... That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome to come. That would be awesome. We're going to try to figure out a way to camp. Wide open spaces. On the next episode of Paid and Puke, we are cutting our teeth on David Slade's 2006 drama, Hard Candy, starring Elliot Page. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid and Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid and Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Ball, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid and Puke Pod, on Instagram at Paid and Puke Seattle, or join us on Facebook at Paid and Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.